welcome to 2022 on The Silent Why. Hello. And if you're new to us, which you aren't, then we're your hosts, Claire Sands and... Chris Sands. (laughs) (laughs) It's very formal. Full name. (laughs) Giving a surname feels very formal. And we are married childless couple on a mission to find 101 different types of loss. And today, we're going to chat about what 2022 is going to look like on The Silent Why. Or what we hope it will look like. Yes, what we hope it will. Who knows? I think one thing we've learned about New Year's is that you just have no clue what might be coming at you. For sure. So in this episode, let's talk a bit about why we started it, the Silent Why podcast, that is, what we hope to do with it this year, and how you can help us if you want to. So 2021 was the year we launched the Silent Why in October with oh, our very such first a long time episode. Ago. I know, but I had the email recently that said that I needed to renew the domain for the silentwhy.com, which means it's been a year since we actually bought that. Yeah, that's crackers. We put a lot of things in place way before we were ready to launch a podcast, but I guess it just makes us committed, doesn't it? It was costing us not to have launched it. Oh yeah, definitely. I think that's part of the motivation to get it done was we already had stuff out there that was costing us money. Uh, We knew we wanted to do it for a a long time. We felt it was something that we were called to do that it felt really right. Um, It's it's my industry. I, I work in audio content creation and radio broadcasting. So yeah, very much something that's up my street. Um, and we both just love having deep and meaningful conversations with each other and with other people as well. So we thought podcasting, mm, how hard can it be? Well, turns out a lot harder than it looks. They say you can just pick up an iPhone and start recording and stick it out there, but that is not the case. I well, mean, no, no, you can. It's yeah, just rubbish. No, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it was a lot of um, a lot of tech learning for me. A lot of editing I had to learn, different programs, how to... Oh, yeah, it's just been a really steep learning curve. And I think it took us a while to actually narrow down a topic that we wanted to talk about because we had a lot of passions for some quite big generic topics, but it, everyone kept saying with podcasts, you need to try and make them fairly niche. I don't even know if we've still gone niche enough with this one because it still technically, I guess, could apply to a lot of people and... Maybe we need to do that a bit more. But yeah, on the whole, I think we eventually got to the point of like, I think we know what we want to do. And then after I had my surgery, my hysterectomy, I was supposed to be looking for a job, March 2020, and obviously COVID kicked off. So then I was sat around not doing much. So I was like, well, now seems the perfect time. I'll learn how to do a lot of the podcasting stuff more. Give it a go. And here we are. And you, when you get your teeth stuck into a hobby, you go to town on learning, researching, listening to other podcasts, making me read books, write stuff, probably receiving 25,000 links on WhatsApp a day (laughs) of things to listen to. Listen to this. Like, I can't have it work. Listen to this. Here's another 24 things to listen to before you get home. Try and listen to this if you can before 40 years. My word. So, yeah, you absolutely go to town on learning about a hobby such as podcasting, which is really helpful. And you have, yeah, steep learning curve, as you said. and, And just, I guess, trying to get into that niche thing because quite often people say, talk about what you love talk about what you're really passionate about and for us a big area of our lives together within our marriage is is not having children and being childless and that's a big topic for us sort of within the four walls of our home our private space but also with our friends our family as well it's it's very often that that creeps into uh, plans that you make and when you see people and what you do um so so that was like one of the main areas that we thought we could podcast about but we didn't want it just to be about being childless. So it's like, well, how can we speak out of that into other situations? And so we sort of developed this idea of loss. And 
I think through our own experiences, we really became aware that there were so many losses that people were grieving, but they hadn't acknowledged that it was a loss to grieve. It's just part of life that we sort of focused our attention more on yeah, speaking out of our childlessness and our own experiences of loss, but shining a light on the many other types of losses that there are yeah. and meeting those that have gone through them. Yeah, I think with childlessness, you realise, I remember at one point thinking, if someone loses a child, there's a lot of sympathy, empathy, you know, kind of people drawing around them. And I I think at one point I remember sort of thinking, I feel a bit of jealousy about Why do I feel jealousy about that? And I think it's because I realised we were going through a grief, but it wasn't an obvious one that anyone would have naturally done that with. When people have a new baby, a lot of people provide them with meals and stuff. No one really provides you with loads of meals when you're going through childlessness on the days you don't feel like it. There's a lot of stuff going on, and I, I think we started exploring that and thinking, well, hang on, if there's losses like this that kind of people don't recognise, they're probably in every area. So not just loss of a child, but loss of a marriage rather than a spouse dying. There's lots of things out there that maybe people don't recognise as quite a big, as big a grief. And we really wanted to highlight those and chat to people who have been through them and just open up that conversation a bit more so people can see, oh, actually, you know, there's a grieving process there when you lose something and it doesn't necessarily die. Well, years ago, back in probably 2020, no, <laughs> so long ago. So when life was almost normal. In now 2022. Uh, but you, you made a list. You thought, I'm going to sit down and write all the, all the losses that I can think of, mm. as you were just touching on there, whether it was of, of um, friends and family or identities, careers, jobs, um, positions. Uh, physical abilities, whatever it may be, and you got you got to. Do you remember how many? Nearly sixty, I think. Which then thought, well, let's stick a number on and make make our podcast series a bit of a challenge. So, as well as the whole theme of of loss, and is it possible to find hope through every loss? Let's stick a number on it as well, which will help us with with finding new people to talk to. So we had this number of one hundred and one, just because it sounds like a nice challenge, a nice number. It was. Enough beyond the ones we could just list off the top of our head that made us think, is it possible? And I think we needed that. But I mean, you know, we're still coming up with them all the time. And I love that we chat to people and we'll be talking about something and someone will say, oh, there's another loss. And they'll point it out to us. And it's like, you know, it's it's just exciting that people are getting on board with it. And sometimes we respond with, well, yeah, but you can get it back again, which is one of the criteria for our losses. We try and only cover losses that you can't get back again, which is tricky. But inevitably, there seems to be a loss there, even if you lost something you could technically get back again you probably lost some time or you lost a period of your life that you can't get back again so we're finding there's a lot of permanent losses attached to them and yeah here we are 10 losses in lots more to come we're loving the journey we've spoken to some amazing people and it feels like our little lost family is kind of growing I can see all their faces and I'm just really excited about the day I can put out on Instagram a picture that's got all 101 people on just little faces of people who have shared their journey with us and their loss, but also the hope that they have through that loss and in that loss, if they have any. But so far, people have. So what are some of the things we've been chatting about for the year ahead that we've been questioning or wanting to do or wondering about? Should we even continue to do it every week? Yes. One of the main things we've been talking about, can we maintain this every week? Because, yeah, just having done three months... um, we're realising it's a lot of work. Well, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, that you love listening to other podcasts and doing your own research. And so you listen to a lot of professional ones and they do weekly content. And you're like, yeah, we can do this. And it's like, yeah, yes, but there are probably 10 people behind the scenes that are feeding into that. 
and for us it's um you know it's me trying to help out on top of my full-time job and what's well, become a full-time job for you hasn't it doing this yeah and we don't really have because i'm not earning any money while i'm doing this there isn't the budget like some podcasts have i'm realizing even if it's a one-man band they they do outsource the editing or they outsource the transcripts or they outsource parts of the production so they don't have to all the social media so they're not doing it themselves whereas we're actually doing everything on our own which is you know it's a lot to do because not only have you got to record it you then got to edit the sound and make sure it sounds correct you then got to edit what's happening with you know who said what and cutting that down a bit because our interviews are always longer than we want them to be so believe it or not we do cut them down quite a lot and then you've got to put it together you've got to upload it to the host you've then got to schedule the social media you've got to write the social media you've got to write the show notes you've got to you know there's so much to do the transcripts alone can take me two hours to edit and I don't even know if anyone's reading them but it feels like something I want to do because it makes it more accessible for other languages to translate for the deaf community to use. So there's so much to do. Well, much to our detriment um, that when someone challenges us, we, we go the <laughs> other way. So if I say to you, I'm not sure we can do this every week, you say, yes, I can and I will. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> End of discussion. <laughs> That right? That's true. Yeah, you should probably come to me going the other reverse psychology. Oh, you I need. should have thought of that. Yeah. Hey, how about we do this every two days? Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no. Maybe even two weeks. Every two weeks, we should do every two weeks. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Sold. Overall, we've decided that it's worth doing every week. It is a lot to be giving out and not getting anything back again. So there was a lot to consider. But I think overall, we decided we want to keep doing it. And then in the future, it'd be nice to set up ways that I could earn money through it. So we don't know what that looks like yet, but. I'm starting to put things in place so that if I want to earn money through it in some way, shape or form, there is that ability to do it. And I've set up a buy me a coffee account and I'm starting to set up things like cryptocurrency on Fountain, on the Fountain app that you can listen to podcasts on. I have no idea what that is or how it works. Maybe I'll work that out at some point. I'm you, just... I think you need to. <laughs> if, to. if you come to me and say, I'm a millionaire, I'm like, really? Like, yes, someone has given me a million some sort of cryptocurrency. What's that worth in pounds? Like, yeah, I think a million sats or something is about 6p. Pennies. I don't know. I'm just trying to follow some advice from James Cridland on Pod News, but I'm way over my head, so I don't know if that will come to anything. If anyone can learn about it through research, you can. Thanks. Mm. Thanks, sweetie. It's my encouragement That's very nice. For you. <laughs> As a side note, having mentioned Fountain, there are lots of apps you can listen to podcasts on. So I know a lot of you are quite new to podcasts because you listen because of us, which is very sweet. So you've gone to your default app on your phone, but you don't have to listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Google Podcasts. There's lots of others out there and I really recommend it. And on the website, we've got a page on our homepage that actually says, how do I listen to a podcast? And if you follow that, it will give you a list of all the different apps for Android and for Apple, things like Fountain, but also Pocket Casts, Good Pods, which allows friends to recommend other podcasts to you through the app, Podbean, Podverse, there's some great names out there. And there's a whole list on our put a link to that page in the show notes but if you want to try a different app then go and try those they're set up just for podcasts so you don't have to share it with music like you do on spotify and um yeah they've just got some nice like little functions on there and you can share clips and things and facebook is also getting into podcasts as well so for the uk friends over here you'll soon be able to listen to podcasts on facebook and share snippets of them on your profile whereas at the moment i think it's just america that can listen to them through facebook but we have set that up so there's some exciting stuff ahead so we'll see where that goes plenty of reasons not to miss the amount of content that we're well increasing because even over christmas into the new year of 2022 you were increasing the amount of content we were doing 
and there's that desire to to offer more variety as well. So we'll do, we'll keep doing our, our silent white episodes. Of course, we've got a mission to fulfil 101 different types of loss. But then you're also doing your weekly blog, which is an audio recording of the blog that you write on the website, and some other extra bits as well. Like we've had recently five hopelets, uh, and still to come, uh, you're recording some chats with experts to get their sort of take on. Rather than their own personal story, it's using their expertise to speak into different areas of of grieving, of loss, of living even. Yeah, as we dig into these areas more, we're coming across people who either have had their own losses and want to share them or actually just experts in a particular area or have a lot of experience of working in a particular area. That might be around mortality, it might be mental health, it might be helping people with grief and loss, it might be counselling, it might be anything. So what we decided to do is record some conversations with these people, not about specific losses, but about ways how we can prepare ourselves for loss, but how we can help others around us that have got loss as well. And I'm going to do those interviews on my own, which gives us a bit more time as well to be able to keep putting something out every week, because I can record interviews during the day, which Chris can't do, so... That gives us a bit more variety and we're looking forward to those. And they'll be a bit shorter, 20 to 30 minutes, whereas our main interviews tend to be 40 to 50. And then I do my My Wise, which are just my blogs because I love writing. So I love writing a blog every week. And I thought, why not record it, put it on the podcast feed as well. And they tend to be between about four and 12 minutes, something like that. But the Christmas ones were like three minutes, which were really hard. In fact, I think they crept up as they went on. I think they went up to four minutes. But yeah, that was quite hard to record something that short. But we want to give variety because we know not everyone has an hour to put aside to these to these different subjects. You love your quotes. Anyone I do. That listens to people might have noticed or that. reads your content. You love your quotes being inspired by other inspirational people. And um, was it Winston Churchill that said something about going away to write a long speech I haven't got time to write a short speech so I'm going to write a long one with his quote there we go it's harder to to keep things short much harder and quality and then as well as all that you just mentioned we want to do more of this as well Mm. and just the two of us talking through things sharing some of our own experiences um, bits of our own personal journeys and We've had some really, really nice encouragements as well. People behind our mission that are supporting what we're doing and and really please say some lovely things, which we've been so grateful for. It's been so encouraging in the first 10 episodes, this first 10 losses that we've done to hear from not just those that we've interviewed, but others as well. Uh, friends, family members, and just those that we're sort of meeting for the first time online around the world. So we've been really encouraged and blessed by the positivity of of those that have heard our episodes. Uh, So we're grateful. Thank you. And, you know, just that, I guess, realisation of of how healthy it is to hear and, and share different perspectives from people across the world that have gone through different things, that they each have their own perspective to share. And that's helped us as well and spoken to our own lives and even how we've journeyed through things like Christmas and New Year and things we've been able to put into practice, which I've really appreciated. Realising, I think, that people don't really see things as loss. They might go through something when they lose their job or they have to switch, you know, switch careers or something. There's a big shift in their life. But they don't realise it's a loss and that needs grieving. They, I think there's this expectation you just need to get over it. And hopefully it's helping people see that we have lots of losses, you know, every day along along the way in life. And it's OK to take time to just grieve those a little bit and feel sad about it. Not one for the podcast, but we were speaking with a friend recently who was really loving her work um, in a very valuable area with uh, families and with children that have gone through trauma. And that's come to an end. And she's really disappointed about that. And we actually said to her, that's a loss right there um, that you need to grieve. And are you allowing yourself the time to be able to grieve the loss of that of that, that role, that work that you were doing, that valuable work that wasn't her choice? 
So, um, yeah, even things like that, we just think, yeah, there's a loss there to grieve. And sometimes you can be very good at sort of helping other people with things, but not always notice the losses in your own life. Sometimes it takes someone else to do that. And hopefully we can help educate people through this, that they'll see other people in their lives and think, you know, just say to them, that's a loss. You need to take time to grieve that and just give them the permission to feel bad about something for a while, not have to just get on and move on to the next stage. And if you haven't gone through a loss, you think this isn't for you, then you'd be wrong because everybody will face loss. Everyone does face loss. And so all of this stuff that we talk about and hear from um, Hermans from different participants and sort of guests uh, can all help us prepare for the next loss. You know, I'm already psyching myself up for what happens when Claire reaches the end of my mum's Christmas cake that she made for us. Uh, so there's going to need to be a, a period of kindness and <laughs> just selfless love that I'm going to have to just hold and care for Claire for it may be a few days when she gets to the end of my mum's Christmas cake. Yeah, every year. Some losses just come back every single year. End of the Christmas cake and cheese season. It's a big deal. When the marzipan runs out, we'll be big all right. deal. We'll get through it. <laughs> Easter's be, around the corner. There'll be hope at the end. Simnel cake. Yes. <laughs> And some people have actually asked us how they can help us on our mission. So at the moment, one of the biggest things you can do to help us is to share, engage or like our social media accounts. And that's not because we're vain and we want loads of followers, though, you know, that'd be a nice problem to have. It's just it's really hard to get seen on social media in the right places if no one is interacting with your account or sharing it. So we've got some lovely followers building, which is great. But we want to get it in front of people who are really in a place of needing to hear the podcast and facing these losses and just just give them a bit of hope. But it's so hard to do on Instagram and things now. You can't just do it from hashtags. It, if you've got a big following, they're the people that get put forward first. So it's very hard to get found. So little things can really help us. Like if you're on social media, following us on whatever you're on, because we're on most of them. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Pinterest. We have a TikTok and a YouTube account. We're not using them yet, but they're there. So if you're on there, follow us anyway. It would be really helpful just to, to do that so we can try and get these posts out there and people can see that there is someone out there trying to build hope. Even if they just follow the social media and don't listen to the podcast, you know, we're still trying to put quotes out there that can encourage people and help them and just show them they're not alone. So little things like that can mean a really big difference to us. They can, certainly. And you have the power to do that in the sense if you think this content's worth sharing, you have the power to share it. Um, we can't do that, but we do need your help. So thank you. Find us on social media, share our content. Another big way is to leave a rating. If Particularly if you listen to podcasts through Apple Podcasts, if you've got an Apple device and you use the podcast app, um, that's one of the best ways that you can support us is by leaving a review, by rating us and leaving a review with Apple Podcasts. And also with Spotify now, who are uh, giving the opportunity to leave ratings as well. Yes. So you can now leave a rating on the podcast, just, you know, one star, two star, or obviously five star or four star. Uh, simple, just just mark it out of five if you think it's it's good. And then that, that will flag up in the various algorithms that work behind all these sort of social medias and podcast players. That the more people are obviously rating stuff highly, the more it shares it and puts it in front of other people that might be interested. So Apple Podcasts, Spotify, please rate us and, and, and Apple leave a review as well. That'd be really helpful. Yeah, reviews are great. Just helping other people when they're flicking around trying to find a new podcast to listen to. People read the reviews to see what it's about, what we're like, and that can really help us to, again, get found by other people. And I think, you know, maybe by the end of next year, we might have five reviews because i think we've got two so let's i think we should aim high okay 101 different types of loss and then through the hope we want to find five reviews 
Maybe a few. Let's go for like let's eight for ratings and five reviews. Okay, S- that would the, setting the bar. That would be amazing. And actually, a lot of other podcast apps, the one I mentioned, they have the ability. To, again, you can rate them. So I think Good Pods allows you to rate them and write reviews, and just you know, other other friends can see what you're listening to and what you said about it. So things like that are really helpful. So thank you for anyone who has already done that. Both of you. And we always love to hear from people as well that are engaging with the podcast. And uh, we have an email address, which is simply thesilenty at gmail.com. Uh, you can find contact details through the website, which is thesilenty.com. And, uh, you know, we've had some, again, real encouragements with episodes that have been shared by the guests that we've spoken to and then followers of theirs have then made contact with us to say, hey, we've got something we'd love to talk about. And it's been great to meet a variety of people just through sort of networking through uh, LinkedIn and uh, social media and, yeah, the networks that belong to those who um, have, have blessed us with their presence on a podcast. So thank you for joining us in 2021. Welcome to 2022, being part of this journey for this new year. Uh, we're pretty excited about it. I hope you are too. If you're new to this, then welcome. I hope this has answered a few questions about what the Silent Why podcast is. Yep, and we'll be back on Friday with my usual My Why, which is my reading of my blog that I've written. And uh, there'll be no singing or piano from me this week. Shame. And then next Tuesday, we've got Lost Number 11. We start those again. This one is coming all the way from South Africa. Bring it on. If you're feeling a bit flat, maybe starting this new year, have listened to those episodes from last week, The Hopelets. You'll find five of them, one for each finger on the hand. That's if you count the thumb as a finger. Is the thumb? I am counting the thumb as a finger. Okay, so five fingers on one hand, five hopelets uh, that you'll be able to hear that Claire did, which are lovely, really encouraging little boosts of hope, a shot of hope in the arm uh, that we all need after Christmas heading into this new year. And it also includes a great impression of Winston Churchill by Chris. Nothing to say to that. We're going to start the new year by finishing with a quote by Nido Quibin. <laughs> I love how you give me the names that are hard to pronounce. I really did not know how to do this one, but... Nido Quibine. (laughs) Q-U-B-E-I-N. Nido? Nido Quibine. You could have looked it up on the internet or something first. Well, that wouldn't be as funny, would it? Alexa, how do you pronounce Nido (laughs) Quibine? Nido Quibine. Nido Quibine. By Nido Quibine. Anyway, the quote is this. Your present circumstances don't determine where you can go. They merely determine where you start.